0: And now.
1: and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. We'll dive into the uh, NIL and how many zeros it'll take for a quarterback. Gary Barnett will chime in on that at 5 o'clock. Brandon Vogel, managing editor, Hale Varsity Magazine, HaleVarsity.com, with us at Brandon L. Vogel in his football office. Uh, Vogue, sometime we need the, the full picture of the football office, but the, the, the backdrop is sweet. I love it. Find Brandon on Twitter, at Brandon L. Vogel, and shout out to Steve, making the journey back from Geneva, tuning this in. Appreciate you doing that, Steve. Got a chance to meet Steve at a local watering hole. I was supposed to be watching my child play basketball, but I reminded him it was pickup basketball, not high school basketball, so <laughs> Vogue's, I made the executive decision.
0: Probably, probably a wise choice. Uh, it's always a little bit of a grab bag if you if you go the way that you went.
1: Uh-huh. He's carrying on the Schmidt tradition of being an intramural average poor favor player. Um, so there we are. Okay, Vogues, Eric Gilbert, come on down, right? Uh, let's talk about this tight end from Georgia. Started out his career at LSU and was the, the number one tight end in college football, out of high school, went to LSU, then transferred to Georgia. And listen, I don't think you can doubt the talent. I don't think you can doubt the measurables at 6'5", 250. Uh, just from kind of looking into some things, he, he's going to have to get a waiver. It sounds like Georgia's just trying to get him uh, to a spot. I think the Nebraska... Uh, life skills is is a big, big, uh, big winner here if things move forward with Eric Gilbert. But let's talk about the untapped potential here. He would be uh, Portal get number 10 and another, you know, untapped asset slash talent from the SEC.
0: Yeah, he was a little bit tapped. All SEC freshman team at at LSU. I think he was about... At 400 yards, couple touchdowns. So, you know, <clears throat> which, which is good. Um, somebody who had some playing experience early in his career goes to Georgia, uh, probably like me, didn't know that Georgia was basically going to be like vintage New England Patriots in terms of the <laughs> t- tight end duo that they could throw out there. Um, so, you know, you, 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 we've talked about it before, like, these guys that come from uh, Georgia and Alabama and Ohio state uh, it's good because, you know, everybody they got was pretty high up in the recruiting rankings. I do always pause a little bit with, with people who, you know, weren't seeing the field a little bit, but with this one, knowing how good those tight ends were at Georgia this year, knowing, I think it was last season, you know, he, he ended up sitting out basically the whole year, I think for, personal reasons is, is w- the way that was put I haven't dug that deep into that but this is one in, in tight ends a position where you look at that room and Nebraska I think would do well to to add an experienced option there or just add a, another option there because not a lot of production returning for the Huskers so this one would be, I think, pretty high up on the list for me as I just kind of look at the Huskers roster and see, hey, what's still out there that you'd like to shore up a little bit?
2: And Brandon, when you look at the background with a guy like Gilbert, I mean, he's got all the talent in the role. One of those guys that was projected as being a future top 10 pick when he came out of high school. And you had an anonymous uh, SEC director of player personnel call him the highest graded player in the country, regardless of position coming out of high school and flashed in his one year at LSU. But then he transfers to Florida for less than a semester. And then he's back in the transfer portal. He's off to Georgia where he's there for a semester. And now he's back in the transfer portal. And uh, one thing I noticed, I don't want to read too far into this, but I I noticed on his Twitter page when he posted his spring highlights, or excuse me, his fall highlights with Georgia, that it was all him going out and and catching the ball. And with a 6'5", 250 frame, you think this is a a guy that that envisions himself one way and then he shows up to different programs and they see him another way? Or is this just a case of a guy who wants to see the field in this transferring until he finds a spot that's going to put him on the field.
0: Yeah, probably the latter. I mean, I think every tight end, deep down, uh, wants to. Maybe not every. I'd say the majority of tight ends probably want to be pass catching tight ends. Let somebody else who's really passionate about it be the blocking tight end. Um, at least that's how I would do it. Um, but, but that's me. Um, so you know, and when you look at Nebraska's roster. Um, like, I'm not worried about them finding, you know, that, that second second tight end necessarily. It's kind of that first one, uh, the one who can be a threat, like Austin Allen was a year ago. Like, Travis Vokalek kind of approached at times this year. I think that's the – it may not even be the missing piece. We just don't know for sure, or at least I don't know for sure yet, that, that Nebraska has that person. So, somebody who, who may be a little bit more of a pass catcher than a blocker first, I think – probably suits nebraska pretty well
2: and it should be noted that gilbert for a brief time at least was listed as a wide receiver instead of a tight end on george's roster which is i mean just with that with that frame with that body it's it's nfl city with what he's got from a, a physical trait standpoint just a question of whether you can put it all together and find a, a place that's going to put him on the field size
1: speed ability it's really coming down to Dude, we we might need to put you on end line or have you in the motion roll where you wham, block the hell out of somebody. Can you do that about 15 times and we'll throw you four balls, uh, maybe more? I mean, that's that's the wrestling match. Good catch. I didn't know he spent uh, a brief spell at Florida. I know it was LSU to Georgia. And that, Vogues, that never sounds, that that sounds great for the player, but... You know how competitive those SEC schools are like interconference transferings like the thing that's always been banned and always been the roadblock for a coach to release a kid now you have no more say but uh he's on to uh, another program and we'll see if Nebraska grabs him I I don't know a ton about the the waiver process doesn't sound like that would be an issue and I mean, it, it, it's got to, you never know, I guess with the NCAA, but to your knowledge, uh, from a waiver standpoint, um, you mentioned the off the field stuff, the, he, he can explain as to why he needs a change a change of scenery and why Nebraska would make sense to, to get him eligible.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, the waiver process remains pretty opaque. It's it's something uh, my colleague Jacob Padilla and I talk about often. <clears throat> Whether that's a player leaving Nebraska, a player coming in, uh, in those instances where they've needed a waiver, uh, they almost always seem to get them. And I, I, I don't know how. I don't know what justification is required. I don't know what the paperwork looks like. Um, but it, it rarely seems like that, that waiver process ends up being that big of a hurdle, though it's possible. You never know. You don't want to take it for granted. But in my experience, I'd say the majority of those that I've paid attention to usually end up coming through for the player.
1: Vogue's uh, Adam Rittenberg putting out some predictions for 2023. We always bump into Adam at, at Big Ten Media Days. And I want to get your response to one of these uh, predictions Deion Sanders will upgrade Colorado, but growth could be gradual. The Buffs have a very intense early schedule. Nebraska on that schedule. TCU, their opener. SC, Oregon. So it'll be fun, but Colorado may not be ready-made yet. Uh, There's a lot of discussion about the Buffs, be it Brewster and his drill sergeant mentality, or just Dion and his no nonsense ability. As this thing's progressed from wow, they got him to man, he's on TV everywhere to the documentary series that'll be on Netflix, are you buying or selling Dion right now early on in this process at Colorado? Uh,
0: I'll probably cop out and say I'm holding for now. Um, <laughs> When the hire was made, like I didn't, I honestly didn't know what to make of that one because, like you know, why Colorado did it, and you know, it it came with like an immediate talent upgrade uh, for what was probably one of the worst P five rosters in college football last year. So that's that's good. Um, but Dion's so like larger in life, and you know, he was there at Jackson State for three years. It's hard for me to get a great grasp on you know, what, the, what they actually are. Cause I mean, he came in right away and got like, you know, G5 level talent, maybe even close to P5 level talent at a school that doesn't have that. So, uh, you know, I don't know that much about kind of the inner workings. I have watched a couple episodes of the Amazon prime document documentary series that's out now. Um, and that's, that's made me a little bit more curious about it really liked the OC hire there ran down Colorado schedule just the other day, just kind of like, glancing at it and i was like you know if they do really well this is probably five to six wins based on what we think of the teams kind of going into 2023 and and i think that would be pretty good but i also think that would qualify as a little bit gradual
1: yeah and i, I mean if he's knocking on a, a bowl appearance door that means they've had to right the ship and close really well based on who they're supposed to start against. Well, you're
2: going to have to beat some people that people aren't for forecasting you to beat right now in the, those first five games, which with, Nebraska's with, on that list.
1: With transfers and guys that he's bringing in that are either young, high-star kids, or some holdovers he hasn't run off, or just portal gets, that you, that you just never know. Does he go Mel Tucker or does he go uh, Nebraska? Because Nebraska had a good portal roster last year and still went 4-8. and eight.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's the question. I mean, I, I forget off the top of my head how many players are coming from from Jackson State. Um, there's there's more than a couple, including a couple of key ones. Uh, Shadur Sanders, a, a quarter a quarterback, uh, and then Travis Hunter is coming in the secondary as well. Those those are good gets. And Dylan Rogers, running back who Nebraska was after for a while, and Notre Dame ended up getting pulled him away from from the Irish. So, you know, I, I think they'll come out and they'll rip that Band-Aid off pretty quick. Like, this isn't a, uh, well, I mean, we've seen in, in some of the early talks to the returning CU players. Uh, if I had been a, a returning Colorado Buffalo, I don't know if I would have felt great about where my spot was. So it's going to be almost a totally new team. I think they'll, he, that coaching staff will get them playing hard. And in some ways, I think opening against TCU, Uh, a team that was just playing for a national title this month is good uh the motivation for that comes comes ready made and i would expect them to dial it up too even though dion wasn't a part of that nebraska colorado rivalry like i I, i'm guessing they'll steer into that pretty hard because huskers are coming to your house um so it, it'll it'll be an interesting start. You, you look, I look at games that like Arizona, Arizona State, which is starting with a new coach again. You know, there's a good number of kind of toss up games for for Colorado on that schedule, but it's also not it's not a cakewalk by any means. You look at those first two, and plus some of the the Pac-12 draw that they got. Um, Pac-12 is going to be pretty good in, in 2023, I think.
1: Well, Washington State's a seven win squad that pushed a lot of people. Oregon State finished in the top 10. Oregon was a, uh, a 10-win football team. And then there's SC, UCLA. Yeah, it's it's pretty solid. Vogues will check in on Saturday with the weekend edition. Thank you much for the time today.
0: Thanks a lot, guys. Yep.
1: More with uh, Hale Varsity as we continue.